0: gators breakdown because there's never a dull moment in gator nation all right something different here bringing you guys I'm going to give you a preview of the gators breakdown plus member episode that we cut last week and i'm telling you if you want to if, if you want to take part in one of these gators breakdown plus is the way to go there's three tier levels General support, get involved, and total access. Total access will give you uh, a chance to record in Gator's Breakdown Plus episode that you're about to get a preview of here um, with Steve. A really good episode. And look, that's what these things are going to be about. They're going to be to get, you know, your thoughts on what's happening in Gator football. And you know, will, we'll do a little bit of background on you. We'll get to know you as a gator fan. We'll discuss all the hot topics surrounding the gator football team uh, and then and some fun questions uh, at the end here there's fun questions you know, uniforms favorite games favorite players favorite teams all that kind of stuff that's toward the end uh so you won't get that in the preview but know that's going to be part of a total access member episode on gators breakdown plus so i'm going to show you that guy i'm going to show that video or you're going to listen to it uh, on the on your podcast platform if you're on the youtube version you can check it out there's the graphic there of everything you get but the total access does get you a chance to record a Gators Breakdown Plus episode that you're going to hear here for the next few minutes. Everybody, thanks for all the support. Uh, and uh, you guys are, are doing great uh, in, in supporting Gators Breakdown Plus. Really looking to extend that uh, even more. All the content that's been out there on YouTube, all the uh, thoughts of the day on Gators. There's another one on Gators Breakdown Plus as well. So that's another benefit as well as far as an extra episode goes. So, all right, that, uh, uh, we'll do it here for this intro and enjoy this preview. Of a member episode. All right, here we are on Gators Breakdown Plus, and it, look, it's the it's it's the first one, first one we're doing like this. I am the host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore sec. But this is the first Gators Breakdown Plus, total access member episodes. So thanks to uh, Steve Coffer, Bull Bullgator, as you may know him on the Discord server, on Twitter, um, Steve, I believe Bullgator on uh, some message boards out there too, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, 24-7, uh, Gator Country, and a couple others. Some that you get through, uh, I, I don't know, one way or another. But usually, if you, if it's Bull Gator, it's usually
0: me. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, man, first of all, thanks for uh, listening to Gators Breakdown. Thanks for listening to uh, or becoming a part of Gators Breakdown Plus, uh, all that good stuff. You've been uh, active on there since uh, Gators Breakdown Plus launched. Uh, active on the Discord, all the watch parties we've had. So, first of all, uh, thank you for uh, all the support.
1: Oh, Dave, first, thank you. Uh, I love the podcast. I mean, especially during these uh, dark days between when baseball season's not really kicking okay. and we're waiting for football. I think we, we live for these uh, podcasts and your podcast and some of the others. They just get us through the, 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 sli- the lean parts of the year.
0: Yeah, man. It's, uh, When I first launched, I was like, I don't know if I can do a football only podcast, but I'm going to give it a shot. And uh, I don't think there since 2016, since it's launched, I don't know if I've missed a week, probably one here or there for vacations and stuff. But it's been a football episode every week since August of 2016.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. I, I, I've heard, i heard, I don't know if all of them, but most of them. And I tell you, it, your podcast is consistently good. And so that's why when you came up with this Gators Plus, I was like, I'll I join just because, just to say thank you for nothing else, because it's it's giving me hours and hours of entertainment and information.
0: Thanks, man. Thanks. So, uh, Steve, let's look, get to know about you a little bit. Uh, of course, we, we got to know, why are you a Gator fan? Well, I went to the University of Florida. Actually, I
1: was raised in uh, Tennessee. I was a Vol fan growing up and uh, moved to Florida, uh, got accepted into the University of Florida. Actually, freshman year at Tulane, then I transferred to Florida. And uh, I loved I loved the University of Florida. I had the best time there. Moved out to California for many years, and I had to educate a lot of folks on why <laughs> SEC football is so much better than Pac-10 football. Remember... Uh, they would tell me stories like, "Oh, you don't know how how scary it gets when Stanford plays Cal." Sometimes we throw frozen oranges on the field. And I'm like, <laughs> "Ooh, let me tell you about what happens at the Florida Georgia game." <laughs> so, uh, no, I just I love UF, and I and I've it, probably the best thing that ever happened to me was uh, transferring to UF. I love the Gators, and I, I'm very I'm thrilled that my daughter is there right now.
0: Okay, so that's awesome. So um, it's a it's a family affair right now. Then. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, what's your daughter go, going to school for there?
1: Well, she was going to go to med school, found that that was a little harder than she anticipated. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think she's either going to get her um, MSW or go for to be a PA, a physician's assistant.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. So uh, congrats to her and uh, congrats to you for, ha- for having for having a little gator. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There We're thrilled go. what you got in.
0: <laughs> um. So, uh, of course, um, you went to Florida. There's a connection there. So, when did you graduate?
1: I graduated in uh, 88. I was there for uh, Emmett's freshman and sophomore years. I actually had one class with Emmett. I was in classes with Dwayne Shinsis, uh, Andrew Moten, for anybody who remembers him from the basketball team, Eminem Goys, Moten, and Maxwell. Um, I, I remember when we had banners in uh, Alligator Alley that said, NIT participant. So, I mean, that's what, how, how things have changed since I was at school at University of Florida.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I see the the well and, and the, one of the best examples of that of uh we'll see if I can get the video version out, but behind you is a gator slam uh poster there of the uh, basketball and football national championships all one and that uh two three year span there uh for the for, for the gators. So two year span there uh for, for the gators. So uh that ta-da. was incredible. Yeah I tell my
1: wife, I say, next to my child being born. And the Gators winning the national championship in football and basketball the same year, meaning it was the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: sure she loves that joke. Loves <laughs> it. If it's a joke. <laughs> 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 um, so, 88, you get to see Emmett, one of the best-known Gators of all time. And then Steve Spurrier comes into town. And uh, how much did that change from – you know, Florida was known from when you were going to school, Florida was known – for Emmitt Smith, and that's about else at, at mm-hmm. the time those those specific years, and then Spurrier comes in and just changes and, and flips college football world on its head.
1: Well, for me, it's unfortunately, when I was there, one of the things that Florida was known for was probation. Yeah, because everybody, we, there was so much we were going for, through. I mean, that's one of the reasons I can't stand Doug Dickey, former Gator, former Gator coach, and then what happens in uh, was it 1990 or 90? Whatever it was, we voted against us getting the uh, SEC championship. Um, But anyway, it was was night and day. It became from, yeah, I'd like to see the football. It'll be fun, you know, as opposed to Emmett left, Emmett right. It was, you must see TV. You couldn't miss it because what is Spurrier going to do next? Oh, my God, did you see what he just did? Did you see that play? It was such a dramatic difference from, uh, what was it, uh, Pell, to Hall, to Darnell, to Spurrier. I mean, it was just like they flipped a switch. It was a whole different game.
0: But Florida football on the map, uh, Steve Spurrier did in two ways, 66 by winning the Heisman Trophy and then coming uh, there in 90 and, 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 uh, you know, making something of the football program, put the football program on the map for a consistent basis there. So we'll have some more fun stuff where we can kind of relive some things. I got some fun topics that we'll end this episode with, but uh, let's get into some current stuff right here. We're talking a day after Dan Mullen receives his contract extension uh, at the University of Florida. What was your uh, initial thoughts there with, with Mullen getting that contract?
1: Well, if it hadn't come hand in hand with White and Neubauer getting it, I probably would have been more <laughs> pleased than I was. But uh, um, And I don't want to say anything negative about Mike White. I've met the guy a few times. He's one of the nicest human beings you'd ever want to encounter. Um, but Dan Mullen, you know, he ended the year on a three-game losing streak. And I was like, wow, that's quite an extension. And as as you pointed out, this was in the works uh, before 2020. So it's not like this was something that was a shock. And let's face it, Dan's first two years were amazing. I mean, talk about flipping a switch. They flipped a switch from what we were for 10 years to what we became. So does he deserve it? Absolutely. Last year was a bad year, but it was a bad year for everybody. And uh, I'm not going to give him a total break because – it's his response. The buck stops with him. So, but on the other hand, I mean, considering the timing of it, in other words, right before recruiting weekend, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with it. But a lot of things that uh, Scott Strickland has done, I have disagreed with. That wasn't one of them.
0: So let me get the, you know, one reason I wanted to do this. I want to get a, a, it. Kind of, I've done this on Gator's Breakdown, the normal Gator's Breakdown before, but I wanted to. Gators Breakdown Plus to be more of a uh, of a fan driven experience, and with these type of episodes here, I want to get the pulse of the fan base. So I want to ask you: When is it time? And it may it, it may be now. It may be coming up. It may be a year down the road. Two years down the road. When is it okay? And you know, this is coming from you, uh, a certain fan perspective, to sit there and and ask ourselves, when is it okay to stop comparing Dan Mullen to Jim McElwain? Like it's, it's we, we hear for the good that Dan Mullen's done, I'm not trying to shove anything he's done. Look, I, I've given him plenty of credit for these first three years and how fun Florida football has been, but we always get, you know, in, in any critique, there's a certain part of the fan base that says, would you rather go back to Jim McElwain? Of course not. Of course not. Mm-hmm. It's been a whole lot of fun these first three years but when can we move on from it was better than it was before? You know, when does – and and I, and I think it's kind of coming up this year. We hit on this last episode of his Breakdown. This year coming up, this is Dan Mullen's recruit. This is Dan Mullen's quarterback. He decided to keep Todd Grantham. These are his coaches, coaches that he's been around for a long time now. This is basically a coaching staff that he built in his image. When is it okay to move on from it's better than it was before?
1: I think it's going to take him – putting his stamp on the program winning something putting something of note in other words not just the sec but beating alabama and atlanta uh making it to the playoffs winning a championship because until then he's going to i don't know that he's put his stamp on the on the program now because a lot of people i have discussions with on the internet and probably i have too many discussions on the internet about gator football gets me all riled up but uh a lot of people said just that. Oh, think about it the way it was for the last 10 years. My response is always just being better than bad or mediocre is not what we call the quote-unquote Gator standard. We want to be, you know, one of the top programs. And, you know, Gator fans, as the expression or saying went, we have, you know, all their tradition of Wake Forest and all the swagger of Alabama. Not quite true, but it's, it's true. We expect probably more. Maybe we're a little spoiled, but we did have some pretty good years and pretty recently. So, um, you know, we think that considering the recruiting base, considering everything else, that there's no real reason that we shouldn't at least be competing or in the conversation for championships every year, almost regardless of who the coach is. So uh, when, do I, how, when do I think – so back to your original question, when do I think we're going to take the name off? I think he's going to have to put his stamp on the program. And just, win, just winning 10 or 11 games is great. But Stamp is going to have to be either a ring or hanging some banner somewhere. And like they said, we don't hang banners for the SEC East.
0: Yeah, I think we're getting to that point. Like I, I can say as a fan, the fan in me, yes, you're 2018, 2019. I think we can say, you know, he was digging out from Jim McElwain and, and, and did the best he could, did the best, you know, what five losses in those two years combined it was about as good as he could do. In 2020, you still met some goals. Despite the ending, you know, despite the mm-hmm. three-game losing streak, what do we say going into 2020? You have to beat Georgia. You have to, and mm-hmm. he did that. He and they represented yeah. the SEC East. Now, I do expect some kind of step back in 2021, but also expect you know, I also understand that it's a, a little bit of a rebuild. But like you said, now in year four, it is you know there 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 is a part of expectations now that have to be lived up to, mm-hmm. and the no look. And the, the contract says that as well with how much he's getting paid.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was um, – some. now that Harbaugh took the step back, he's, what, number four? That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's
1: it, it's interesting, though. It's a caveat, you know, not to break too far off. My brother-in-law is a former sportscaster in Sarasota. Huge Auburn fan. When we were looking for the coach after uh, McElwain, uh left, he was like, you got to hire Mullen. And I'll be honest, Mullen was like number seven or eight on my list of coaches. Of course, the top two of mine, you can guess who they were. So that weren't, uh, what do I know? But he was like, he couldn't, he was very happy we picked McIlwain, uh, excuse me, Mullen. And after this year, though, with the, what happened after the Texas AM game and some of the things that were said and done, he was like, I don't know that I was right anymore. And so there's a lot of perception with regard to Mullen from uh, opponents, because like I said, he's an Auburn fan. It was like, the, the shine has come off a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of the fan base fit, feels that way too uh, after the, the way 2020 ended and, and the off-field stuff too. Um, I guess going on and extending that message, has he lived up to your expectations so far? As you said, you weren't – I guess you probably – I don't know what your expectations were since you weren't that high on him as being the – you know as wanting him to be the coach to follow Jim McElwain. Uh, but I guess did he – meet, exceed, not meet your expectations? I know it's probably kind of mixed. You know, year one and year two were really good. Five losses combined probably exceeded the expectations. They were kind of raised in 2020 and probably fell short there.
1: It's hard to – it's a hard question to answer, like because this year is still fresh in my mind. And we. you're only as good as your last game and our last three games weren't so great. And uh, so it's – if you ask me the year before – I would have said fantastic. What a sl- grand slam went higher. But you look at 2020, and you have to wonder: is all the blame at the feet of Dan Mullen? And the answer, the short answer is: after I thought about this, yeah, he's the head coach. It all falls on Dan because the buck stops with him. And you know, all of us are pointing the finger at uh, Grantham. And you know, I'm, I'm not a football coach. Uh, I played football sometime in the Jurassic period. And so I, this modern game, watching it, I'm like, I recognize what they're doing, but I'm not an expert. And, and I know I recognize what he is. And that is, I think, probably, possibly the best offensive coordinator in all of college football. Um, is he the best head coach? I don't know. I know he handed his defense over to uh, somebody who I don't have the highest opinion of. Uh, I was very surprised when he kept his job after what was, in my opinion, the worst defense I've ever seen in my, what, since uh, the early 80s watching the Gators. So uh, it, it just surprised me. And I, a lot of people said at the end of last year that Dan Mullen is linking his star to Todd Grantham because he's not, he's retaining him. He's got to do better. And, right, and when I say better, I don't mean, you know, moving up from 88th. To 75th. I'm talking better. I mean, I don't know about the top 20, but at least in the top 40. and Because that's one of the things. Who, even when we were good in offense with Spurrier, we were still tops in defense. That's like been our, I mean, one of the things when they played football, when I went to University of Florida, teams did not look forward to it because they knew that they were going to get the you-know-what knocked out of them. It was a slobber knocker program. And it's that's been our calling card since what in the seventies and last year was what was that? I, we, we watched the, in every fan watch with the same thought. What are we looking at on defense? When I would see Marco and we're talking about seniors or Donovan Steiner, somebody like this staring at the other guys, what do we do? I'm like, that's not an excuse because we didn't have a, an off season. I mean, these are seniors. They should know this. So you have to wonder well, was, Marco wasn't a senior, was he? Is was he a junior?
0: Uh, no, he's a senior. Okay. Well, seventeen was his. First it was, year. They,
1: they should they should have known. So the fact that uh, you know it's it's a hard question to answer. You know, as as like uh, we, I, I want to say, Muschamp handed over his offense to his offensive coordinator, but he didn't really. He held him back. But <laughs> I think like Spurry used to hand over the defense to the defensive coordinator. I think Dan's done that too, but. <sighs> Spurrier got rid of uh, J- uh, Bobby Pruitt. He's a good guy, good coach. Won a championship at Marshall, but uh, it was it wasn't until they brought in Stoops that yeah. they that they actually they won the championship. And I think Dan might have to do that. And uh, but he didn't. So it, it's really when you say it's a has he lived up to expectations? Right now, no. Because a a good coach is a good CEO, and this is not a good CEO. And and I'm I'm not one of those people that say, "Oh, we got to fire Dan Mullen." I do not believe that. I'm still doing a wait and see. It, believe me, if I can give Jim McElwain
0: three years, <laughs> I, I can give Dan Mullen a, a more a lot more than that. I'm mean, I'm glad you said wait and see because I've had conversations too, and I and I've asked, kind of explaining what you just brought up. And maybe some others explaining their thoughts and those in that same manner with the same thoughts. It's like, did you still think you'd be in wait and see mode going into year four? When Dan Allen was hired, did you did you still think it'd be well, I don't know if it's gonna work? I didn't. Like I thought we'd have a pretty clear answer of where the program's heading. I still think it's heading in a good direction, but now I'm um, Questioning if it's if it's championship level, elite level. I don't think recruiting will ever get there. Uh, that's just the mo. I think it's rinse and repeat. Uh, that's just where recruiting is. And then Mullen is going to be the ultimate case study for how much you can weigh development and how much you can weigh recruitment.
1: Yeah, and but the thing is, and and I don't want to you know qualify my own statement, but I'm gonna um, if I ask you this at the end of year one. You would have said, absolutely. Great hire. We're yeah. moving in the right direction. End of year two, absolutely. Moving in the right direction. But the, the year three ended the way it did, with the Oklahoma game being an embarrassment, with LSU being a jaw-dropper. Like, what the heck just happened? And Alabama was a loss. It wasn't the worst loss. I'm one of those few people. I don't think that Florida... Had a chance to win that game. Everybody said, Oh, we're six points. And I'm like, "Yeah, not so fast. Yeah. You know, if we hadn't called that last timeout during the two-point conversion, I don't think uh Nick Saban would have called the same plays he did. Because we called that timeout, the game was effectively over. And Saban, you could see him on the sideline. He was like cheering. So the game it, it was closer than it seemed. And you know, we should thank Nick Saban for that because I think he could have made it a little uh seem a little more rough had that not happened. But anyway, um yeah, it's 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 as a qualifier. I mean, last year was just it was a weird year. It was a weird defense. It was everything. I mean, I don't. Can we even use it as a as a? It's a gauge for where Dan is 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 yeah. heading.
0: What more Gators breakdown. Join Gators Breakdown Plus, starting at three dollars a month.